Peace world. It is your man, Alan Greer, coming to you live, your favorite political podcast that takes global events and breaks it down to a somewhat hood understanding or perspective. That's just my definition, but maybe you have a different one for me. Let me know. But anyway, um, we're going to get into something that, like I said, is, is world event. Um, but before we do, I wanted to ask you guys, do you know about the butterfly effect? And in this theory, a butterfly flaps its wings in another country and it causes a hurricane in a different country. And it's basically that an event, no matter how small, can greatly impact another event. And so the reason it's important for this world event that I'm going to talk about is because it involves a lot of history and very big events, way bigger than a butterfly flapping its wings. It involves countries uh, invading and imposing their will and eventually creating the terrorist organization the Taliban, um, that being the America. Uh, who created the Taliban and the Soviet Union, who America created the Taliban to fight against. And so uh, that's how it applies to what we see today with only a myopic memory, a very nearsighted view on why why everything is happening and what's going on. And do we have to fear another nine 11 happening, uh, them attacking our shores again? We were there for 20 years, imposing our will, taking resources. I think it's something like Afghanistan is 84% of the opioid world producer right now. So why didn't that end when America was majorly in power for this past 20 years? And it's plain and simple is that it was profit, profit that led to a few winning this war in Afghanistan. Um, many people lost family, their lives, their businesses, but there were companies that took major wins and these were the weapon contractors, uh, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Group, Boeing, Raytheon, General Dynamics, just to name a few. Um, these people were selling weapons to basically all sides. Imagine what Iron Man did in the beginning of his first movie and then nobody getting blown up and changing their mind about selling weapons of mass destruction to terrorist groups. Instead, they just did that for 20 years and kept sending our people to the military to fight them. And now we are afraid that after 20 years that they will potentially do something to us. And it was, in my opinion, and I always try to go with my opinion, um, war crimes that they committed by selling weapons to harm and, and, and taking it beyond just the American casualties, because that's the number that everybody usually looks at is the civilian uh, casualties in Afghanistan. 
and that being a way higher number. Um, and I'm talking about from 20 years ago when the CIA trained uh, the Taliban to properly use AK-47s and M-14s and all these weapons uh, and and sting and gave them stinger missiles and stinger missiles can take down a tank. And this was all to fight the Soviet Union. And after training this dragon, they just unleashed it on the the unsuspecting Afghanistan. And here we are where America was flapping his wings and doing whatever the hell it wanted to. And now there's this monster that everybody's afraid of. Even I see black people on Facebook that usually don't get into the political realm. They're asking, oh, well, what are we going to do about um, what are we going to do about the Taliban over there taking over the country? And it's shocking to me that well, I guess not really, because fear is a great motivator. It's what got us into the war, to be honest. Um, they're thinking the same as European colonizers and imperialists, that we have to have these people under our boot. And if we don't, they will come back to attack us eventually at some point in time. And this mentality uh, is, is, is extremely concerning for anybody who studies history and that we would even think about a sovereign nation and us potentially subjugating them forever is something I wouldn't expect from members of the black community that talk about uh, racism and, and sexism and how these impacts have generationally done X, Y, Z to us. And we'll turn around and say, oh, well, now that the Afghan have the Afghan people have failed to the Taliban, we have to do something. I don't know who this we is, but in my opinion, um, you know what? I'm going to save that just for a little bit, just a little bit. But the people who benefited were these giant contractors and they got what two trillion uh from this war which is amazing um the people who lost and i'm just gonna go off of death tolls first of the innocent the afghan civilians that would be forty seven thousand two hundred and forty five now these numbers are pre-taliban taking over um so i imagine the numbers are even higher now then I believe these were reported in April. So I'm imagining these numbers are probably going way higher. There is a crisis over there. And so I'm just trying to bring some attention. Um, Afghan national military and police, that was 66,000. And uh, NATO and other allied members, that was about 1,144. U.S. contractors, these were people who worked with the military. Now, Afghan people who worked with the military and that's a big no, no for the Taliban. You don't turn your back on your community. And so these people put themselves, their family and everyone they know at risk because of what they did, which was basically fighting against the Taliban, which isn't an unrighteous cause. But um, that would be three, three thousand eight hundred and forty six. And finally, the number that everyone cares about for military members of the U.S., 2,448. Now, of the losses that have occurred 
by far the people who pay the least were the military. I know that somebody's family and they miss their um, military member. But think about this going on for 20 years and your home is being invaded and blown up and there's tanks rolling down the street. Now, if you live in a certain part of the hood, this may not be an uncommon sight because the police budget is un, un, unimaginable and they can just afford police tanks and shock shields and and all these new technological advances for beating on poor people. Um, but that being beside the point, imagine that for 20 solid years and you're stuck in between fighting a uh, fighting uh, imperialist country and a power that's fighting them being the Taliban. And so finally, after 20 years, the other country that was fighting them lets the floodgates loose and the Taliban just sweeps everything. And now they're say they say that they will be a um, unbiased factor for contractors and and people who worked with the U.S. and and women and their foreign nationals and their gay uh, LGBTQ people and everybody who knows their M.O. calls B.S. because they are a terrorist group. Um, They'll want to have examples of people who do not follow their rule of law, their order. So that was exactly what happened at the Cabal Airport. Um, There's video where at the Cabal Airport, these people were trying to escape. And so I believe it was something like 648 people were already on the plane. They were at capacity and this plane still had thousands or maybe hundreds around the airplane, but thousands around the whole airport trying to escape and jump on a plane. And so uh, people were hanging onto the plane as it was taking off. There's video showing. And I don't know how high this plane was, but this person looked like a dot falling. And I just know, you know, from that height, there's no possible way. And I'm like, how bad does it have to be that somebody would risk it all and say, you know what? I would rather be that dot falling from an airplane than to be stuck here when the Taliban finally come to this city or town and take over and realize who I am or who my family was. Um, I don't think that level of empathy is shared enough among Americans, especially who don't know war torn situations. If the situation is bad enough that somebody will risk their life to come here, then that usually means that there is a great danger. And I find it funny because many Americans will call this a Christian nation. And in the Bible, there were so many stories of people uh, going to great extremes for their children just to save their life. Even Jesus, uh, you know, when they traveled across the, the the desert to find safety. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering the story, but I believe that at that point they were those illegal aliens. Right. And so we should hate them. But now, for some odd reason, that part of history gets deleted and anybody else who comes here is 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 wrong. And we don't want those illegal aliens. 
And that's another part we'll touch on later. Um, And this is something that I don't often do, but I really, really, really wanted to. And that would be giving Biden a tip of the hat. He was absolutely correct in ending this um, 20 year war. And honest, truthfully, I thought it would go forever. Um, People were having kids. People were fighting in the Afghan war. And then their kids were also able to sign up for the Afghan war for deployment. I thought that was absolutely insane. Don't get me wrong. There's still many wars or or warlike fronts that um, have been raging for, for decades now. Uh, that don't get national attention because we are a warlike country. Um, We have never got rid of the colonization imperialist attitude. We have shifted it away from what it was, you know, the the conqueror, the genocide, but we still rape the lands and, 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 and pillage the people. It's, it's just a different way of doing it. And so Biden for this, getting back to him, was absolutely correct in ending this war. Um, I honestly, truthfully didn't expect him to follow through, um, but it was how Biden did it that made this so ugly. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Biden isn't all to blame. As Trump announced way back, I think it was in. Trump back, I can't remember exactly, but he announced of May of 2021 that he would be withdrawing troops from Afghanistan and and his uh, 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 Mike Pompeo um, agreed to it as well. That was back then. And they thought it was a great idea. But here we are now where Republicans and Democrats, uh, these war hawks are saying that we should have stayed in the country and and what about the Taliban? What about the resources? What about this? What about that? I it, it, it's surprising to me to watch CNN and MSNBC and see them talk about how we shouldn't have pulled out of the country and we should send more people back in to take over again and and to properly uh, secure the region and give them democracy. And I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a, um, how do you say liberal news station and not Fox news? Cause to me, they are preaching the same thing that a Fox news host would say that infinite war is good for our economy. Screw those foreign civilians. They don't have anything to do with us. We just want um, to be secure and knowing that we have those people under our boot. And so how Biden, how Biden messed up. Um, and I'm sorry, Trump was also getting Trump was when he was proposing to remove soldiers from Afghanistan. Also, uh, there were talks of taking refugees from Afghanistan, but his racist uh, cabinet member, Stephen Miller, convinced him not to go through with that for four years. And so now we have an emergency where there wasn't a higher intake of refugees from that country. Um, And so a lot of them are left there now for Biden to deal with. That doesn't excuse how Biden left, however, and we left military equipment. We left facial recognition equipment. Uh, 
But like I said, most importantly, uh, we left our people, Afghan contractors and of course, the fleeing refugees that know the hell that's going to break loose for them and their families once the Taliban are able to fully establish their power. It reminded me of how America did its Kurdish people um, or its Kurdish ally, where this the Kurdish people have fought, uh, had fought for us for for decades and to turn around and just leave them in their their time of dire need and let Turkey take them uh, however they want it. It was just something that never sat well with me. And I was just watching like this can't be real. It's happening again. And I'm just curious as to what benefit would a country have to allying with America at this point if we always at some point in time especially in a time of need, uh, cut ties to that country and just say, you know what? It was great, but I have to go and I hope you figure everything out for yourself. Good luck. Um, and so we did that with the Afghanistan or people from Afghanistan. And like I said, the cabal incident, I'm sure that wasn't the only one. It was just very broadcast where people were begging to get on the plane to escape. And if we were the country we say we are, we would have had a system in place before we withdrew to properly accept uh, to accept refugees. We would have sent people in to of course, fully vet everyone who wanted to come in and do what was necessary to save the greatest amount of lives. Um, but as we all know, we are not the country we always claim to be. And it is very apparent when things like this happen because it just shows the world like yeah after 20 years of uh war and meddling with this country and wrecking it pretty much we're just gonna leave it to the wolves and um for people to say it now falls on us to defend ourselves is selfish. That's gaslighting. You cause the problem. I know I don't often like to think of myself as the average American, but it's our tax dollars that funded these people's suffering. And to say that you don't want them here now or there has to be some system to keep them under control is is the epitome of selfish. Um, And. The most important thing I would think to a conservative is the price tag, the two trillion dollar price tag. Um, the war costs two trillion. But I, I, I'm, I like to imagine things like imagine if we had spent the two trillion dollars on school and making it more affordable for everybody. And we had an educated uh, populace who couldn't be led into wars that weren't necessary or couldn't be told by a politician that shooting Clorox in your in your veins is a great idea or couldn't be led into mass hysteria by the news 
because they tell them that another terrorist attack is going to happen. And so maybe that's the exact reason why they wouldn't pump that two trillion dollars into the system. Um, We could have did it for housing because we always say how we don't like the homeless in him here in America. Uh, we we shun them. We build structures so they can't sleep. Um, we send police to abuse and arrest them and, uh, you know, make their already miserable living condition even worse because it is inconvenient for many people for them to be there. And that's more inconvenience of eyesight. Like, you know, they ask for change naturally sometimes, but it's just, I don't want to know you're here. Like if you just could go die in the corner, it would be okay with me. And housing, there's also a um, veteran homelessness situation that we've could have dealt with. I'm sure that would help with the 22 members of the military committing suicide a day uh, that we could probably throw that two trillion at and have done some successful programs but we don't have money for housing well what about infrastructure maybe we'll have some money for that right i mean biden is now uh trying to pump through a plan that's something three trillion dollars again the the war here was two trillion and he only wants three trillion could have used that money more wisely but uh, the infrastructure plan that wants to fix roads, highway, uh, railway, um, water uh, pipes. And so we could have done so many things with the money and potentially maybe, I don't know, reparations for a people that built the country, I think would have been a much better way to spend two trillion dollars. And I know that that's something, again, we can't spend money on because we're America. We don't believe in actually fixing people's lives and making it better. We believe in keeping the machine just working enough so nobody asks questions and enough people that they can keep pushing the buttons until they're grinded up into paste and another cog replaces them. Um, so we are here now where we complain about a deficit and how we never have money, but we always have money for war. It's like, imagine you're a kid again and you're like, Hey mom, can we go to McDonald's? And she's like, do you got McDonald's money? And the answer obviously is no. Cause you're a kid. Right. But in this case, you're a taxpayer and it's like, so can I have universal health care or maybe universal pre-K or school or uh, anything? And they're like, no, you can't, because this is why. And the answer is always socialism. It's the evil that keeps occurring. You know, the the capitalist crony capitalist system we have is the best thing since uh genocide and slavery and and we're not going to change it we're not going to change the model we still need working class slaves and that's why we're not going to pay you a a livable wage we're going to make sure you can't afford housing we're going to make sure you can't afford uh medical bills and this is how the constant fear works and i see this fear working again with this same situation of the Afghanistan 
in the Middle East and saying that, oh, um, China and Russia are supporting the uh, Taliban in Afghanistan now. And I'm like, this is nothing but propaganda. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not credible threats. That's not the case. However, again, you can't attack somebody. And then when you get punched, say, oh, why are you attacking me? That's some uh, that's some Trayvon Martin type situation right there where, you know, you're Zimmerman and that's pretty evil. And speaking of evil in Trump, they trust or I should say Trumpism anyway. And I know I often quote his, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and my numbers uh, wouldn't drop, but his, my, or his, his second quote that I quote the most is, I love the poorly educated. And that's in response to everything we've seen with the uh, COVID pandemic. And to to be accurate, Trump isn't responsible for the COVID outbreak that happened. Now, the spread of COVID, Trump is absolutely responsible for. And I would say bears responsibility in killing many of his constituents and even people who didn't vote for him uh, because that's the way COVID works. It doesn't care about your political affiliation. It is going to take you down as best it can. And for the majority of people, that's the non-vaccinated, the people who believe uh, the they're trying to microchip you. It's a form of mind control. They want to rewrite your DNA. It'll turn you into a magnet. It does so many things that now, as many warned, uh, we have a Delta variant of COVID and it is filling up hospitals. Um, Alabama, Texas, I believe um, Georgia is one of the states that is getting hit hard. And uh, I'm not going to say like a ton of the South because I don't like to region like shame a region. But every state that pretty much voted for Trump are the people who are not getting vaccinated. And these are the same people that are on the news now after they get COVID wanting to be uh, inundated with a ventilator. And so we're asking for the vaccination when it's too late or crying about a family member. And I really don't have sympathy for those people. I have sympathy more for who they infect. And, you know, those are the ones that get my sympathy. Um, children under 12 who can't get vaccinated. And. I just remember how when I was in prison and story time, I remember how when I was in prison, um, I was I was a CEO. I wasn't the prisoner. <laughs> right. So. I would hear um, other CEOs tell the younger people, tell the younger guys like me to take your mask off. And that's because the mask had become a political statement against the golden or I guess orange messiah who Trump is. And so in the prison, there were outbreaks of COVID happening all the time. We had entire wings of COVID that Unfortunately, they would shove new people, a.k.a. me on. And this is something that, like I said, they didn't explain what happened to 
the inmates who were in a cell one day and out the next. But it's something that happened a lot and it was concerning. Um, but I remember the CEOs and even the even some of the inmates not believing in COVID. But when uh, Trump had talked about hydrochloroquine and, 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 and shooting up bleach to to cleanse your system, um, I think one day we had two inmates who uh, died from a bleach in their bloodstream and then hydrochloroquine. That was them trying to. I don't remember exactly because I wasn't working that day, but they another one died. And so I just like you believe in this one man so much. It is a cult like personality. Um, And this is the reason that we can't stop talking about him because he is the great spreader. He is a mass spread event. Um, even though at a recent, I believe it was rally in Alabama, cause he's still running rallies for whatever reason. He did ask people to get their COVID shot. And he said he had the COVID shot. And this came after a year and a half of, of downplaying COVID of saying that it would just go away. Um, it, it would, uh, it's only 15 people. What else did he say? It uh, is like the flu. It only takes out 1% of the population. It doesn't affect older people. And so now the same people who are willing to grab their gun because only a good guy with a gun takes out a bad guy with a gun are willing to achieve herd immunity by sacrificing the weakest among us. And that seems like a total contradiction, maybe hypocrisy of what any good and decent person would want. But that is exactly well, especially with the Republican Party, um, what they are willing to do to keep their freedom, their rights. And everybody loves rights. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I keep hearing about rights and I have a right to not wear a mask or get vaccinated and not have a vaccine card. And nobody talks about the responsibilities of living in a civilization where you also have the responsibility of not being reckless. If I said I have the right not to drive with my lights on at nighttime, then you would look at me like I'm crazy because that's a reckless situation that could potentially cause other people their life. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're driving into this invisible uh, virus headfirst and just saying, oh, I'm one of the protected people. And if you aren't, well, then you could just stay home. I got kicked off of Facebook for I think it was uh, a 10 day because this one guy kept saying, stay home. And I just kept saying that's stupid. And so I can't say that's stupid. And I remember Trump at a time, one point in time was banning uh, LGBTQ, L, LGBTQ plus people from the military and posting it all over Facebook and Twitter. And that wasn't hate message or hate speech at all. But I'm harassing people now by saying uh, it's stupid to just say stay home. That aside, I know I just had to pop a shot at Facebook real quick. Um, 
hospitals and ICUs are overflowing um, with victims of COVID and some doctors are turning them away now. So if you have COVID, but you didn't get the vaccine, some doctors won't see you. Also, um, insurance companies are now taking away their responsibility to pay for COVID. And so they are not going to be on the financial hook for people's decisions. I'm mentioning this because people care more about money than they do their neighbor. So I'm hoping somebody will listen and say, I know I can't afford a $30,000 hospital stay and I have to get the vaccine just in case Um, anything happens and you wind up protecting your family, your friends and your community, which as a civilization, I would think that's the entire point of uh, being together. There are a certain set of rules that apply to everybody and not hurting as many people as possible without righteous cause is is one of them. But I guess I'm in the I'm in the minority again for that one. Um, If they won't even and if these people won't even protect their children, because I've been watching a lot of town meetings and and seeing how they're saying, you know, masks are are equivalent to Jewish people and camps and 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 black people and slavery and all the worst situations in mankind's history. The slight inconvenience of wearing a cloth mask is 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 so bad. And this is how, you know, when you live a really good life is when you your 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 worst situation is equivalent to wearing a cloth mask and you can stretch that all the way to genocide or slavery. You're just that inconvenienced. And I would say privileged at that point. And even if you're like, oh, I'm black, I'm not privileged. You have first world privilege at that point. You can go to Walgreens and get a shot that could potentially save your life as somebody in India as somebody in Africa, as somebody in uh, what we consider third world country, if they had access to the vaccine right now and their family to save their lives, if they wouldn't take it and see what they say. And if they don't look at you like you're stupid, this is the equivalent of, I think if there was polio, if there was polio today, People wouldn't get vaccinated if they like weren't already as kids. Like if polio wasn't if polio just popped up, it's not a like it was a new thing all over again. People would say, I don't need the polio shot. And then we would somehow rebirth polio and whole generations of family members would die because they'd be like, oh, well, I really own those libs, didn't I? Um, The sheer ignorance to think that. I'm good. And I only worry about me. I, I just, I'm not going to say I can't wrap my mind around it. It's just extremely selfish. Um, I say all that to ask everybody listening today, please get vaccinated. It I've been, I've got vaccinated. Well, I'm in the army. I got a ton of shots. Anyway, I didn't know the name. I didn't know what was in it. They would just shoot you until you go about your day training wherever extra duties this more likely extra duties for me, because that's the way my army experience was. Um, But 
while they are also worried about this uh, virus or not worried about it because it's a hoax, but until it affects somebody in their family, they're also worried about immigration and immigration is in this case, the worst possible case scenario, because for them, it is involving the illegal aliens coming here only from the black and brown countries, of course, even though they just got done terrorizing those black and brown communities, both local and abroad, and then wonder what's wrong and why so many of those Again, quoting Trump, shithole countries want to come here. Um, they blame immigrants after destabilizing Honduras. They attack the immigrants trying to come to safety. Um, after invading Afghanistan, taking resources and destroying local government, they attack immigrants who flee to safety. It's a very common pattern. Even Tucker Carlson admits that we invade and then we are invaded. So why can't you just stop invading? It's 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 extremely simple to find the solution here when you are the root cause of your own problem. It's he asked the question on his show all the time. He never has answers. I wish I could just hold up a mirror and just say any problem white Americans have usually come from themselves, especially when it's why can't we just invade those countries and then those people not want to come here? Well, because the eye of the storm is often the safest place to be in America is the eye of the storm. We invade. We have bases all over the world and we still believe in imperialism and colonization. So, um, Honduras with the gang and drug problem, Afghanistan, um, the drug and minerals we got from there and oil. Uh, but finally, the right thing was done. But we continue to have these problems because they continue to abuse their power. And this all ties into uh, something that Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram speak about very, very uh, with a lot of hate in there, in their in their voices and like in their eyes. You can just see it. Uh, the white replacement theory. And this is basically just the uh, racist critical race theory and that the country, the USA, the United States demographics are shifting to a majority uh, to the majority demise and the majority being white people that they in 10, 20, 30 or 40 years will no longer be the majority that uh, more immigrants will be here. And according to, again, uh, Tucker Carlson, the country will be dirtier and poorer and nobody will have agreed to it. Um, Naturally, when he says nobody, he means white people. He never speaks on behalf of anybody other than his racist constituent or constituent is people that vote for you. I apologize. His racist viewers. Um, recent studies do reveal, however, that uh, white people by 2030, earliest 2045, around then 
will be a minority. And it would seem to me that at the point of you being a minority in no less than 20 years, you would try to treat people right in that little bit of time to me. Um, it would behoove you, as they said in the army, to to take corrective action before corrective actions are done to you. But in their minds, this this thing that cannot be stopped or changed, they have to fight against. And this is why they often call for a race war. Um, they want the war while they are still the majority, but also to continue the the divide um, among the minority classes, you know, I'm black, you're Asian, you're native, you're, uh, all these other things. And so while they still have a majority, they can come in and, and take back their country. That's what January 6th was too. them taking back their country. It's, it's never stopped. It's a recurring thing. They have to, have to forcefully take something or else, you know, they don't feel validated. Um, but I would ask these people, what are they afraid of? Uh, cause didn't, or don't they say that we minorities get all the benefits, affirmative action, excuses for our failures, uh, victimhood complex, food stamps, welfare, free housing. All these things they say are so great about being black in America. Even um, Trump had said at one point in time that being an educated black or being black is better than being an educated white. Um, and that's blatantly not true. If you look at upward mobility in America, or mobility in general um, and income or anything else when it comes to living standards in America in comparison to black and white peoples. So unless they're now acknowledging that is true, which I'm pretty sure a majority of uh, white people will not admit to any form of privilege. Um, and this is with the exclusion actually of my professor who uh, is white. I just uh, finished up his class probably this week and he admits to all these reasons as to why white people benefit in our societies because it's set up to a certain extent that the majority class knows that they want these things for themselves, but not for others. And that is the exact reason why uh, they fear being the minority. They understand or they believe is that a certain class will set up these systems and ways of life for themselves, but try to exclude everybody else. They will make their communities rich while impoverishing other communities. They'll send their kids to the good schools while sending their kids to the poor neighborhoods and underfunding their schools and over policing their schools and arresting them at higher rates. They already know these things will block mobility for certain people while other classes or the majority have the main lane to just run free. And so this is what they fear because they already understand what they've done. They know. And I remember one day uh, or 
I spoke with a Nazi and it was an interesting conversation. And he already knew about the war that was coming or the uh, white replacement theory that says that eventually white people are not going to be the majority. And so he said, I'm a war dog. I never can remove my foot from the opponent's neck because the idea is that if they get a gasp of air and, you know, they can attack and, and or come back later with a higher number, be the majority, they'll do the same thing that was done to them. Um, I do have a message from the black community that uh, luckily all we've ever wanted was uh, equity and, you know, for our kids to have the same opportunities and chances that your kids have had um, to not be shot and killed for uh, standard arrests and and procedures um, to be treated as people were on January 6th and not die even if a situation gets a little bit out of hand treat me how you treated that guy who was the terrorist that bombed that or that threatened to bomb Washington DC recently i don't know his name but a man in his truck his ford pickup truck of course um he he threatened to blow up two city blocks in Washington, D.C. if uh, Biden didn't step down as president. And I was just watching like there is absolutely zero chance of making it out of this alive if you were black. And I'm thinking at least the news coverage of him would have been demonizing. No, apparently he was having a bad day. Uh, he has medical issues and mental traumas. And here I am with all my mental issues and, and, and being black in a society that I believe doesn't want me at best or uh, wants me to be what they said I would be at worst. Um, and I have not to this day had a bad day like that. It's, it's amazing to see the contrast that I just constantly watch and say, oh, but um, America isn't racist, according to Tim Scott and Kamala Harris. It's, it's not racist. You know, it's just even though both of them have their own racist stories about America, it's not racist. And, and it furious me more because I know they're just talking out the side of the neck for their own power. I'm sorry. I rant again. That's not what this is about. Um, this is about realizing the how important it is. As I said earlier, the butterfly effect is that if we are to truly become a great nation, we have to set up the butterfly to flap its wings in a positive way. Um, and invest in people that have been targeted all throughout the country's history um, in housing, in education. We can do so many positive things. Uh, and if you ignore all that advice at the minimal, please just stop voting for people that eventually you have to bring in these uh, illegal aliens 
proper name, undocumented immigrants that you supposedly hate. Um, because at the end of the day, those pro Warhawk people are you're not helping your own situation. And I just hope that one day we can all, you know, see each other as people and sovereign nations and not. Well, I wouldn't even say that kind of remove borders is my idea world, ideal world. But that's just me. And this is politic and while black. I'm going to stop while I am still ranting. People, thank you for your time. Peace and love to you all. I appreciate you. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Peace world. One love. Until the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war that until they're no longer first class and second class citizens of